0: You are listening to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com
1: Holly Randall unfiltered is brought to you by adult time created by award-winning filmmaker and previous podcast guest Brie Mills adult time is a streaming service exclusively for adults Adult time is a platform where mature audiences can access a huge variety of premium adult content Dubbed the Netflix of porn, Adult Time offers an extensive catalog of over 180 channels, 60,000 episodes, and at least five new releases every day from some of the most recognized studios, including Girls' Way, Pure Taboo, Burning Angel, Fantasy Massage, Vivid Entertainment, and so much more. They also have exclusive original series, feature films, and much more. Get one week absolutely free by creating an account at adulttime.com and using the promo code HOLLY. That's A-D-U-L-T-T-I-M-E dot com and use the code HOLLY. Holly Randall Unfiltered is also brought to you by Blue Chew. Do you ever have a problem with erectile dysfunction? You might want to consider Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a chewable with the same active ingredients as in Viagra and Cialis, and it works fast. The best part is Blue Chew offers the ability to get your prescription discreetly online. My listeners are getting a special deal. Visit bluechew.com and get your first order for free when you use the promo code Holly. Just pay $5 in shipping. That's bluechew.com, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W, and use the promo code HOLLY. Today on the podcast, I have one of my favorite male performers, Damon Dice. Damon is not only an incredibly good-looking guy, but he's also a very smart and hardworking one. He began as an entrepreneur and then kind of fell into porn, but he's actually come full circle, and he is part of a startup that marries his porn career with his entrepreneur career. And you're just going to have to listen to the whole podcast to hear what I'm talking about. And Damon also answers questions that like every guy who wants to do porn wants to ask what it's like, how he got started, what are some of the challenges that he faces. And I always love interviewing male porn stars because there's a lot of things that they say that are very similar, but then they also all have their own kind of method that they use in order to perform. And it's very much like an athlete's training regimen. And Damon describes all of this really, really well. So without further ado, let's introduce porn star and entrepreneur Damon Dice. Hey guys, happy Wednesday. Today I am so thrilled to have. Well, yeah, okay. All right. He's already fucking correcting me. When this comes out, it will Uh, be on a Wednesday. Today is Thursday. And it is also the day that I have the cheeky Damon Dice on the podcast, aka Naked Damon, except not not today. How are you, Damon? I'm
0: doing amazing. How are you?
1: I'm good. Um, So the reason that we call him Naked Damon is because my main assistant's name is Damon. And when I say Damon, it gets very confusing on set because both of them are like, well, actually, I was going to say both of them are like, what? But more realistically, both of them ignore me. I'm just kidding.
0: And there was a time we had a third, Damon or Damien. So there's like three of us. Yeah. so (laughs) So
1: I was like, I got so confused. So he became Naked Damon because he was usually naked the majority of <laughs> yeah. the day um, but you also go by another name which is your real name my real name correct which is Spencer Barrick that's me so if people want to find you on social media Damon Dice is not does not exist they have to just, go yeah. it's just Spencer Barrick on, right? on
0: social media it's Spencer Barrick if you want to find that triple triple X stuff that is under Damon Dice
1: okay so you do have a Damon Dice oh
0: well I mean if you google it or go to if you to, google it but you, you don't have to, a Damon to, Dice social I don't, handle I don't have a social handle now. so
1: why? Because you're one of the few people that, first of all, like has your real name out there. Correct. That's very rare. And then second of all, like literally goes by that name and then tags that to your adult stuff.
0: So I kind of switched away from publishing or promoting my adult content mm-hmm. um, because I, I do do a lot of work in mainstream realms and with business. Mm-hmm. So there was a point in time a couple years ago um, I was working with a company and we were working with youth groups. Um, so I kind of, you know, but on my own and kind of pushing my business partners are like, you should, you know, shut down the Damon Dice socials mm-hmm. and just operate under your real name. Uh, so I made that that switch two years ago, actually mm-hmm. in October. So mm-hmm. it's been two years that I've been Spencer on social. I, I did have the Damon Dice socials for a little bit mm-hmm. and then kind of, you know, squash those. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, you know, something that, I was kind of struggling with was that duality that I was living being a performer and being myself. So it's like I had to, you know, I was controlling two people. I was running Damon Dice socials. I was running Spencer Barrick social. So Mm -hmm. I was literally managing two people and it was Mm -hmm. just kind of getting overwhelming to a point where it was like, I need to pick or choose. I'm either Damon or I'm Spencer. So, you know, I made that decision kind of, you know, earlier to where it's like, it's working out for me now. Um, yeah. Some people do get confused with it, but uh, for my well-being and kind of my brand, uh, that's what I decided to move forward with. So.
1: And so, obviously, you don't mind like your mainstream persona um, being associated with your adult persona.
0: No, I'm getting uh, I'm getting more used to it. Um, so at first, uh, you know, I was kind of it was kind of like I was living the secret life. Like mm-hmm. I was moonlighting as a porn star. I kinda, yeah. When people ask me like what the dynamics like of who I am and what I do, I tell them I'm like Batman. So, like, I'm you know Bruce Wayne during the day doing all the business stuff, and then I you know I'm Batman at night. Right? Batman's the porn star side, so you know that's the dynamic that I feel like I have. I'm Mm -hmm. a big fan of Batman, so it's like Mm -hmm. you know it's easy for people to relate to and kind of you know see what it's like. Um, And even with me on a a personal level, um, you know, being in the adult industry, you get a lot of exposure and kind of people you know are digging into your life and knowing who you are. And you know, I was really becoming Damon Dice. Like mm-hmm. I was becoming that alter ego mm-hmm. and I was kind of losing myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, you know, my conscious decision and my choice to more or less save myself and not become that person, not become that alter ego.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, cause when you become someone else, it's more or less an ego of, you know, who you want to be or who you want people to perceive you to be. Right. So, you know, it was, it was fun and it's, it's still kind of fun to have that you know that persona, but you know to be me as a person, like that's not who I am. Yeah. So you know, being Damon Dice and being an adult performer is just you know a small part of who I am. So right. I didn't want something that's ten percent of me to, you know, be who I am,
2: you mm-hmm. know, publicly. Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, it's um, it I, I know what you mean, and a lot of people really like you know do draw a hard line separating the two, and they get very upset when like their real name is exposed um, yep. online, which can happen to anybody basically. It's really easy for people to find out your real name. Yeah.
0: And at the end of the day, like everyone does like any adult performer, their real name is out there. Yeah. Just Google what is this person's real name? You're going to find it. So, I mean, it's not that protected. Yeah. Um, At the end of the day, like, people are going to find out if they Mm want to find out. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to be up front with it and Mm kind of like, all right, just get
2: it out of the way.
1: I think it's also harder for women, too, because women are more prone to, like, stalkers and people, very aggressive attacks from, you know, sexually frustrated men with all kinds of bizarre hangups. So I can understand, like, you know, women being particularly protective. Definitely. Over their identity.
0: And and I've seen that, um, you know, I have a little bit of an advantage with that being a male performer. Mm -hmm. Like I, like you said, I don't have the stalkers. I don't have people, you know, that are harassing me per se. Um, So I am more protected on that. And the things I I feel terrible for the girls that, you know, that they do have to deal with that. A lot of my friends, you know, they live that life of, you know, fear. And, you know, just kind of that, you know, people reaching out to them and, you know, just at a high level.
1: Contacting their family. Yeah. Yeah, Because these girls,
0: you know, once you have millions of followers and you're, world-renowned, you yeah. know, you're going to have people from around the world yeah. trying to contact you, trying to yeah. find your family, it's trying to find your backstory.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, at least with my position, who I am, um, and, and being a male in the industry, I can kind of fly, fly a little more under the radar yeah. and be, like, you know, less out there. Yeah. Um, so it is, you know, kind of that's, you know, it shows the difference of, you know, how the adult industry is and, you know, between the male and female dynamics with people in the industry. So I, I see both sides of it. Um, and I, I feel for the females that, you know, have to deal with that stuff.
1: Do you think also too, as a man, it's easier for you to, you know, be a porn star and an entrepreneur at the same time. And people don't really like, like the porn star part isn't so important to people. Like they don't, you don't face as much stigma. You know what I'm saying? It,
0: it definitely is. And again, I see that. I'm very well aware of that. Um, you know, the females, my counterparts in the industry, you know, they're the porn stars. They're the mm-hmm. ones that have these global followings. Yeah. And, they are that person. So once they become that porn star, there's no going back. You can't go be going back to your, who you are. Right. Um, and you know, with myself, you know, the males, the focus, generally isn't on the guys we're mm-hmm. kind of just secondary we're props to make yeah. the girls look good yeah yeah, yeah. so they're actually true. like what's your job i'm like i'm there to make the girl look good but yeah i'm just you know i'm just there i'm yeah. a piece of meat so <laughs> you know it's uh, i'm trying to you know the, the shift is happening where you know more the focus is somewhat on the guys mm-hmm. um so working on some projects that kind of shift that focus um but again uh you know we're not in the spotlight as porn stars it's mm-hmm. it's the females industry that are really you know uh, the backbone of the industry per se. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely see that and it's, you know, it's a different dynamic yeah. and I'm uh, not ignorant to it. I'm very well aware of it. I, yeah. I, I, I give the girls a lot of credit for, you know, being able to handle that. Yeah. They, again, get so much outreach and people just like, you know, bombarding them. I can live somewhat, you know, a normal life without mm-hmm. being bombarded with questions and, you know, potential threats it's Mm -hmm. just like i don't live that side of things so it's you know i I see it but it's not part of
1: right but also too and i've said this like so many times you're right the woman you know generally the female stars are the focus point they are at the backbone of the industry like you said they're the ones that you know draw the fans and the followers and and drive the sales but um the men are like such an integral part of the scene i mean not just because like you have to have them. There has to be a man and a woman yeah. for it to be a boy girl scene, but like the ability for a guy to be able to perform and to be able to make the girl look good is so much more important than people realize. Like so many people have this misconception that it's really easy to be a male porn star, especially guys, you (laughs) know what I mean? Like all the guys that contact me, like it is my dream to be male porn star. Like, please, 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 baby, fly me (laughs) from Morocco and give me a job. here's a picture of my penis. Like I get this daily and it's just like, I'm like, you have absolutely no idea. And there's a very small pool of dependable male performers that are good at their jobs, that are good looking, that are respectful of the girls, that are clean, that are on time, that are professional, that can remember their lines. Like, there's a lot that we ask of you guys. Yeah. A lot. And that's why I think, like, guys like you, you know, like, can work a lot if you want to. I know you're doing a lot of other things. But, I mean, I've called you a few times and you've come and, like, saved me. Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> you know, the other guy didn't show up or something. And I'm like, David! And you're like, I just did a scene, but I can do another one. I'll be right there. Yeah. And I'm like, I love you.
0: <laughs> Yeah, and it's um, a lot of the work that I've gotten, you know, or kind of started off with companies was I was a replacement. You know, Mm -hmm. they had a guy that didn't show up, or Mm -hmm. you know, he couldn't, you know, perform. So like, hey, we need you to come in. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, sure. I'm 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 off. I'm off today. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah. You
0: know, so like a lot of the companies I work for now, like I was actually, you know, I came in as a filler, a replacement, Mm -hmm. and then I, you know, showed what I was able to do and was able to get. You
1: filled that gaping
0: hole. I filled the gap. Sorry, I I filled the the gap for sure.
1: (laughs) So, how is it for you, like, being a male porn star? Like, is, I guess, let's let's start off with asking you how you got into the industry. And then I want to kind of know, like, how, if you have a process, a method. Because, like I said, it is difficult. And I know, like, every guy kind of has their own way of, like, being able to do the job.
0: Okay. Um, all right, I'll start from the beginning. So... Yeah. so uh, I went to college, East Carolina University. Mm-hmm. Um, I graduated in 2011 with a bachelor's degree in hospitality management. I mm-hmm. uh, originally went to college um, with criminal justice mm-hmm. to focus on counterterrorism, national security policy. I really wanted to be uh, covert ops, counterterrorist, CIA, wow. like in that realm of things. And mm-hmm. um, kind I'm of back behind that when 9-11 happened. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I had some friends and family affected and that kind of struck me um, and, you know, I wanted to be in a position when i got older to help people out and to keep things from like that happening Mm -hmm. um so that was kind of my passion going in um i switched over from uh criminal justice to hospitality because it was a tough curriculum every semester we had to write 50 60 page policy papers on like how to stop al-qaeda or you know what how can fema you know help out with this this attack or this like natural disaster and just kind of like planning implementation you know just like the whole cycle of you know when bad things happen and how to mitigate risk and mm-hmm. post risk, uh, you know procedures. And I was like, man, I'm in college. I was on, I was on the track team in college, so I was extremely busy uh, with you know with that. Uh, that's pretty much a full time job being a student athlete in college, and it just didn't leave me any free time. And I was just like not happy. Mm-hmm. So I switched over to a hospitality program. I have a hospitality background. Uh, my parents uh, own an Italian restaurant, so I, my first jobs were uh, you know bussing tables and mm-hmm. server and. Um, you know, in the hospitality program, I took uh, food and beverage classes, learned how to cook, took wine classes, uh, learned the lodging aspect of the hospitality industry, worked in a couple of hotels. So I really, you know, it's always been a hospitable mindset. <laughs> 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 always, you know, in the, the service the service industry. Always so looking to
1: please, looking to
0: please, I'm, I'm a pleaser. <laughs> um, so even when I was still in college, I took this entrepreneurship class and I started this created this app called iBar. Mm-hmm. iBar is an app that streams live video from bars, clubs, restaurants, music festivals, charity events. Um, the concept of it is, um, you know, say you are sitting around on a Friday night with your friends wanting to go out. You don't know where you're going to go. You're pre-gaming. Where should we go tonight? Um, so you click on the city. It has a drop-down list of all the bars and clubs. <clears throat> and you can literally bar hop from your phone. So swipe and you know check out these different locations.
1: That's genius because I've always thought, like, because, you know, if there's a restaurant you maybe want to go to, you're like, I don't know how busy they are. Exactly. Like, Do you think there's a wait? Like, yeah. I would love to be able to see, like, is there a fucking wait? Because if it's like a line out the door, I don't want to go.
0: Exactly. So that's kind of, you know, one of the solutions to this app mm-hmm. was that. So people, um, you know, they either want to go to a place, you know, they want to see that it's lively and it's bumping. People are dancing. They want to see that dynamic or there's people that want to have like a peaceful night at a a restaurant or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a cafe and they don't want it slammed. Mm-hmm. So it, it helps for both sides of that. You know, it helps for people that want to have a lively night and it, want, it helps for people that want to have a calm, relaxing night. And uh, the cameras were set up so it's non-invasive. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't, like, spy on people. You couldn't see mm-hmm. people. The cameras are set up bird's eye view on the mm-hmm. ceiling. So you can see the crowd, see the movement, see what's going on. But mm-hmm. you couldn't key on individual people. Right. Um, so I was like, you know, the first question was like, oh, like, what if my, you know, significant other wants to spy on me or like, you know, whatever, just that kind of stuff and like be stalked. Um, so we kind of, you know, squash that right away. So long story Of course, story I sh-
1: didn't think about that, but that's totally yeah. like. So people were asking
0: that, you know, yeah, like college students like, oh, like, what, if, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: My mom's watching. <laughs> so started that that app, um, won several entrepreneurship contests um, in the region Uh the university offered me grant money I won a couple local entrepreneurship contests ended up uh, getting accepted to this tech incubator at Duke University
2: mm-hmm.
0: and really you know, developed this company launched in several cities in the area um, raised uh, angel investment uh, close to $100,000 to really build it and get it going um, and this was in 2010 when I was building it so app development then was very new mm-hmm. live streaming was very new. Mm -hmm. I was using IP cameras, like climbing up in the ceilings, connecting them. They weren't wireless then. Uh So I was literally like, you know, climbing through like the rafters and ceilings. Like it was crazy. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was slowly but surely running out of money with my startup. I'm like, shit, like, you know, I've I've got these developers to pay. I've got my uh, streaming uh, platform to pay. I got to pay for my routers, my new cameras, marketing, and just everything that comes with running a business. Mm -hmm. Money goes fast. So I was like, shit, like, I, you know, I'm not ready to raise my next round of money because I haven't made enough revenue yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how can I make money to fund my company? So I, I Googled like, how to make money fast. Really? I Googled how to make money fast. <laughs> and one of the things that kind of popped up to me was webcaming. Okay. So I was like, all right, webcamming, All right, well, all right, that's an option. So I was like, how can I do this? So I had an intern uh-huh. and I was like, hey, would you be down to webcam with me to raise money for my startup? Uh-huh. So we can help, you know, keep the wheels on and keep this bus rolling. Yeah. So she's like, "Yeah, let's do it." <laughs> so,
1: were you sleeping with her before you asked her this? Yes. Okay. So okay, okay yeah. So I cla- that would be really a random. I, I, like, I want to clarify.
0: Of- I want to clarify that me and this said girl were like already c- hooking okay. up, and it's okay. like I was still like a year out of college. She was yeah. in college. Like, yeah, it was okay. kind of like it okay. wasn't like I was her boss type thing. Yeah.
1: Okay. Gotcha. gotcha. So <laughs> <laughs> she was my intern. <laughs> okay. Gotcha.
0: And uh, we actually started webcaming together, and you know making money for the company. Um, And even while I was doing that, I was working through other jobs. I was a a bouncer at a nightclub. Um, I was working front desk at a hotel. And on weekends, I was a chef at that same hotel because they had a restaurant. Mm -hmm. And then actually it worked out because when I got off work at the hotel, I was able to book rooms at a very cheap price. Mm -hmm. And I was actually had that as my studio to webcam it. Wow! So she'd come meet me at the hotel and we webcam there. And um, said girl, she got, you know, interested in that space she's like i want to do more of this she's Mm -hmm. like i'm i want to actually try shooting adult content i want to try Mm -hmm. shooting porn and i'm like why would you do that you're you're literally a semester away from graduating Mm -hmm. like finish your degree like you don't want to do this full time yeah so she goes down to florida for a couple like amateur shoots and then she's like hooked she's like i think i want to go to california i got some you know shoots booked in california i want to go do this and do these shoots i'm like it's like, you're fucking crazy. Like <laughs> You're literally about to graduate. You're about to start shooting porn. Like, why the fuck would you do that?
2: Yeah.
0: So she goes out to California while she's still in school. She would shoot scenes, come back, shoot scenes, come back. You know, the buzz was kind of picking up at school. People are finding out that mm-hmm. said girl was shooting porn. So it was like, you know, kind of a big deal. It's a small college yeah. town. Like, you know, yeah. it's, everyone knows. Right. Um, fast forward a year later, uh, said girl had moved to Los Angeles, and she was shooting porn full-time. Mm-hmm. And she became the best new starlet in all of porn in 2015.
1: Okay, so you're going to have to tell me who this person so is. So this
0: person is Carter Cruz.
1: Oh, my God. That is so crazy. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that That you guys. So, yep. Wow. So
0: Carter and I went to college together.
1: Oh, my God. How funny. Yeah. How did I not know
0: that? Uh, so oh, <laughs> found nice. out now. now.
1: Now I know. Wow. So
0: that's how I got into the industry was, you know, we were webcamming together. She... Moved to LA, started mm-hmm. shooting full time, and um, I actually ended up moving to Los Angeles as well because I wanted to expand my tech company out to the West Coast. Because I was doing, you know, the couple cities on the East Coast, mm-hmm. and like Los Angeles is a perfect market for that right. nightlife. And yeah. you know, I had some connections out here. I was actually born in Los Angeles, so like my family on my mom's side was all out here. So I knew I eventually wanted to come back to Los Angeles. That got expedited. Um, so the company ended up failing um you know it's most startups when you start them up it it happens i ran out of funding Mm -hmm. and just like the traction of it just kind of you know i I lost some momentum i had a business partner kind of screw me over too Mm -hmm. stole some money from the company and just like really deflated me defeated me yeah and i was just like burnt out because starting a company up um, especially a new entrepreneur like it was for like two two and a half years of my life like it was my baby Mm -hmm. like i created it like the whole Mm -hmm. everything i did everything i was working 18 hour days like and not getting paid Right. You know, so you know, I had my baby taken away, and you know, I was like, "Fuck!" I am just gonna move to California. I don't know what I am gonna do. Like yeah. I just, you know, I got I have a degree, and I am smart. Like, I can do whatever, you know. So I, you know, was living out here a year before I got into the adult industry. I was, you know, doing some one offs here and there, uh, some consulting. Um, one of our friend, me and Carter's friends from college, she was a she's a DJ. This girl was actually on the track team with me in college. Um, she got leukemia. And she was actually living out here in California, and uh, Carter was friends with her as well. So she her medical bills were in the tens of thousands of dollars, and, you know, we're like, let's put together a benefit concert for her, kind of help her raise money. She's Mm -hmm. our friend. She's out here. She doesn't really know anyone. Mm -hmm. So uh, we put on an event uh, at um, Pearl Liquor Liquor Bar on Sunset and raised some money for our friend to kind of help her, um, you know, Pay our bills, and mm-hmm. we actually Carter was on board, and she and some other girls. She got other other girls involved with uh, the charity event, and we were able to raise money. <clears throat> and that's when I realized, like, wow, this like you know people in the adult industry kind of come together, and like mm-hmm. you know these people I have never met are like giving my friend money to help her out. And uh, you know, this was my full time thing for three months, kind of putting together this event because it was a pretty big event, and I wasn't working, and I was just like literally gassed out. So the event happened, we raised the money for my friend, and. I found myself broke. I'm like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I haven't made any money. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, like it all go to her. Like I'm, I'm living in LA. I'm broke. You know, luckily I have my grandparents here like, or else I'd be homeless.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so there actually was a point, um, you know, I was per se homeless because I, you know, had enough pride. I didn't want to go to my grandparents and see them, see me hurting at that mm-hmm. time and like see me struggling.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I hit up Carter. I was like, uh, I, I'm going to give it a shot. <laughs> she was like, okay, well first you have to go to an agent and you have to get tested. I'm like, I have no clue what any of this shit is. Like yeah. what? I tested. Like, what yeah. kind of like, I, is it a written test? Is it oral <laughs> test? Like, do I need to like have sex and someone watches me? She's like, no, you have to get tested as in like STD test. I'm like, Oh, okay. So I didn't fuck that up the first time. Cause I thought I could just go to any, you know, testing facility yeah. and get tested yeah, and be like, oh, yeah. I'm good. So the money I didn't have, like I spent whatever I had got tested and it wasn't the right testing facility, right. so it was it useless. It has to be something that be, is
1: associated with the pass system, so that your test results go into the exactly. So I didn't so know that. People so people in the adult industry can access it. Yeah, I'm yes, just explaining it yep. for the audience.
0: So I didn't pass my test. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I uh, signed up with an agency and gave it a shot. What was your first scene? Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> my was first, it terrible? <sighs> So, new guys in the industry, um, they, put, you guys get, they put us through the ringer.
1: I was going to say, was it like a blow bang? It was a blow bang. Yeah, that always happens. Yep. yep. So, always turn new guys into blow
0: They're games. like, if you can do a blow bang, you can do anything. I'm like, yep. all right, fuck it. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, what's a blow? Like, I thought it'd be like the girl giving me a blow. Can I say that? Is this? Yes. I, you I can say, say blow jobs, like yeah, yeah. anal. Like, okay. Yeah. I say all the <laughs> I'm things. To all the things. Spencer talking to Damon here. <laughs> all right. So, um, I was like, okay. So, the girls can give me a blow job and then, like, You know, go from me to the other guy. I didn't know there was going to be six of us fucking in a circle naked. Like these dudes are like jerking off. And I'm like standing there. I'm like, oh, my God. What the fuck did I get myself into?
1: Uh, I've heard so many guys describe this as their first experience. And all of them have like the same reaction. They're just like, I'm in a room with a bunch of other dudes like masturbating with them. And this is so weird. Yeah.
0: So I I got through it. I I did good. I, you know, did my job. I stayed hard. I, you know, pop, all that. It's so, like, okay, what the fuck was that?
1: <laughs> That's the thing. is like, you know, when guys are like, oh, I want to get into porn. They don't realize that like, yeah, you don't get to start. You don't get to do your first mm. scene with Angela White. No, You know what I mean? Mm. Like on a bed. Like, no, no, no. no. You're going to do mm. these scenes that like they just need like headless penises you know and like if you can manage that then yeah. then so maybe you that can was, move
0: up that was my first scene you yeah. know again they they drag you through the mud put you through the ringer like yeah it's kind of like hazing yeah like i you know i was not a fraternity college so i was like all right i'm getting hazed right now yeah like, and um you know kind of was on that circuit for a while you know you're only you're not getting paid shit you're mm-hmm. paid like 100 200 bucks mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nothing
1: because if you fail like it's not as obvious because there's like six other yeah, guys yeah so it's like
0: oh just Pushing out whatever, yeah, just like
1: slowly, like it's like the penguins, you know, (laughs) together to stay warm. Yeah, just like push you to the outside.
0: (laughs) So yeah, a few of those. It was you know whatever.
1: (laughs) Okay, so what was like your first like real scene that you were like, okay, this is something that maybe I could really do.
0: Um. So. My first real scene was with Naughty America mm. in Las Vegas. Okay. So like, all right, we're going to send you to Vegas to do a shoot. I'm like, oh God, like not even LA. Like I got to Vegas. Yeah. Um, I've, I've watched the video. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious because like I knew nothing about opening up to the camera. I didn't know what open up to the camera was probably mm-hmm. until my 30th scene. Really? Really. 'Cause wow. I, I never had that direction. No one told me. Like I didn't know how the lights worked out, like how I was like blocking the lights. So
1: no one would tell you to open up the camera while you were having sex?
0: I, I got it for certain positions. Uh-huh. Like I was obviously if you're doing like cowgirl or reverse, it's yeah, like, yeah. automatic. But like even like the positioning with like doggy style or, or missionary, like mm-hmm. there's still levels to opening up. Yeah. Like I didn't I thought it was opening up but I wasn't opening up enough.
1: Yeah. So for those of you who are listening who don't understand what we're talking about, it just basically means like kind of turning to the camera and like opening up so that we can see the penetration. So it's kind of like, um, it's like fucking sideways, (laughs) basically. It's pretty much fucking sideways. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird and uncomfortable and it's it's unnatural.
0: So like my looking back at my first video, like you can, my butt's facing the camera, like at the time (laughs) at one point, my back is completely facing the camera. I'm just like,
1: you just like man blanketing her.
0: not, not even man blanket. I just like, and she's facing that way, away from the camera. I'm, beat, it's like, oh, like, you know. And the and, director
1: didn't say anything.
0: Well, he was like looking at. me. He's like, what the fuck's this dude doing? And finally, he's like, dude, fucking turn around. <laughs> so he's like, just shoot my ass. Is like, still, he's still going, you know? And yeah. He's like, all right, you gotta turn around. So I kind of, you know, really took. I don't remember who the director was. It really t- explained it to me how it worked because some of these directors, like, you know, whatever, yeah, just
1: like they just come, they film, they don't care. Yeah. So yeah.
0: I never really got that guidance, and then you know. To figure it out there's there's tips trip tips and tricks that you learn along the way mm-hmm. uh from other performers
2: mm-hmm.
0: um you know directors girls you know it's i'm, I'm still learning stuff yeah you know, so it's it's there's always that growth there's always ways to polish your craft
1: right what do you th- feel like is most one of the most valuable tips that you got
0: keep your dick hard and your mouth shut <laughs> <laughs> true that's the advice um I give myself, mm-hmm. uh, I give to other male performers uh, that want to come in or people that are interested, like, what's your biggest, you know, advice? Um, you know, obviously you got to keep your dick hard mm-hmm. and I don't get caught up in the gossip, the drama, you know, just anything to tick people off. So it's like, you know, they're happy if you come in there, do your job. Boom. Yeah,
1: don't make yourself the center of attention. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. so again, like, I'm, you know, kind of my goal is to make the girl look good. I'm not the center of attention. Right. Uh, I'm an introvert naturally, so it's like, you know, yeah, kind of just like, Right when it's showtime, say action, I'm ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Until yeah. then, I'm like quiet. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, where's Damon?
1: Do you have um? Do you have like a method that you do like if you know you're going to perform a scene? Do you have a certain like, things that you eat or drink, or do you have a?
0: Yeah. So it's um, kind of backstory on that. I, I've been an athlete my entire life. Mm-hmm. So with being an athlete, I've you know learned with my body what works, uh, whether it's sleep exercise you know what exercises, flexibility diet hydration um mental uh you know stability and just kind of uh, functions um so it's like i was able to take my background with athletics and kind of how i was able to train myself as a collegiate athlete all through college and i was like heavily trained you know i was able to take a lot of those uh, ideologies and methods into the adult film Mm -hmm. Um, because my entire life i always wanted to be a pro athlete so i joke about it like I could not be a pro athlete, so this was like the next best. You're
1: time. a sexual athlete. I am a sexual athlete. Yeah,
0: and for sure, it's, it's crazy. Like it's you know, I have pro athletes telling me they're like, "Wow, like how do you do that?" Like yeah. they're, they're super stoked about what I do. I'm like it's, it's crazy. So um, for me, um, what works for me is uh, being hydrated. Mm-hmm. That's always key uh, because there's we shoot in the desert mm-hmm. in Los Angeles or Las Vegas, which is even hotter. So you know, I found myself shooting outside in 100 degree, 110 plus degree weather out in Vegas and I wasn't hydrated. I wasn't properly nourished, and I, like you know, boners don't happen when it's yeah. that hot and you you don't have water in you. So
2: yeah. I've
0: learned through struggles like what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. So obviously, getting good night's sleep, um, you know, staying hydrated. Um, one of the things I actually found that really helped me out was I started doing yoga mm-hmm. um, because again, like you mentioned, a lot of these positions, a lot of these open positions are uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and you know, you're squatting down low on a couch and doing these weird positions. So like once you st- that. You know, fatigues you. So once you start losing your breath, once you start getting fatigued, you start losing your what. So I was like, I, I need to be more flexible. So when I'm in these uncomfortable positions, I'm not stressing my body. You know, I'm not. You know, I, I'm just really more so focused on you know the task at hand and mm-hmm. you know having a good performance. So flexibility was a, a key thing that I learned. Um, mental fortitude, mental strength. Uh, again, like doing this job, it's ninety percent mental, ten percent mm-hmm. physical. Yeah. So you have to be, you know, solid in your head because sometimes, you know, the, your co-partner the, that day might not be having the best day. Mm-hmm. So you got to kind of, you know, work with that. And, you know, f- you can't have that you because, like, if you're a guy and, you know, uh, the girl you're having sex with is having issues, whether she's having a bad day or, you know, she's just cranky mm-hmm. <laughs> or she's sad, mm-hmm. you know, you got to kind of work with that and you got to, you know at the same time you got to make them feel good because they're human and they're like I want to make sure that person's okay and at the same time you got to kind of you know block some things out so they don't affect you. Mhm. So the mental aspect of it and just being able to train my mind to yeah. kind of block things out.
1: Yeah, what do you do when like you have a girl that you're not attracted to?
0: <sighs> Hopefully she has a good personality. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, that's and that's my thing is um, you know certain there's some girls i'm more attracted than others it's, just, mm-hmm. it's natural it's how it is so you know say there's a girl that i've shot with in the past that's not my type or mm-hmm. i'm not physically attracted to i'll f- I, I can find something with every girl that i i will like and something mm-hmm. that will turn me on so mm-hmm. say she's not the cutest in the face but she's got a nice ass mm-hmm. like i'm like all right i'll just focus on the butt mm-hmm. or you know she's got a pretty voice you know focus mm-hmm. on on her moans and some and that like certain cues like something that will you Know, kind of give me that triggered response to like, you know, have that excitement. Mm. So, I've, I've had to dig deep sometimes, <laughs> I've had to <laughs> dig really deep. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's definitely a mind fuck for sure. Yeah. Um, and it's getting in that zone and keeping in that zone. Uh, you know, not only it's your, your co star, like maybe you're having a bad day. Yeah. Maybe, you know, you. Or having girl problems or family issues or financial issues or just, I mean, there's so many things. So it's not only your co-star, but it's, you know, what are your problems? Like what's going on your head that day? Like they say, don't bring your problems to work. If you're on a porn set, you're bringing problems to work. It's, it's not good Yeah, because it affects you. It affects your, your partner. It affects the crew. And you can just, you can tell on camera when someone's not having a good day.
1: Right. Right.
0: So, I mean, there's even been days like I'll show up to set and, you know, the girl is just complete C-word. Like, yeah. she's like, like I'm always a nice guy. Like, I'm, yeah. you know, hi, how you doing? like And there's been times, like, I'll walk on a set. I'm like, hey, how are you? And they'll just be like, look at me. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I've like, how
1: dare you speak to me? yeah You're like, going to be having sex with me in I've 10 minutes, but, had, but how I've, dare you speak to me? I've literally had
0: a girl just, like, look at me, like, fucking sigh. Like, I had three eyes. I'm like, I went up to the director. I was like, I'm not fucking, I'm not shooting with this girl. Like, it's not happening. Wow. So, I mean, like, earlier in my career, I would do it. Mm-hmm. But now it's, I'm to the point where, like, I can be more selective. Yeah. Because um, it if,
1: reflects badly on you yeah, exactly. if, like, the scene doesn't go well.
0: Exactly. And, and like, I value my time. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not going to have fun or, like, it's – I'm, like, not enjoying it and you're just a, sh- like, shitty person, like, yeah. I don't want to be around you. Like, I'm not right. going to sh- waste my energy
1: on it. Right. Who are some of your favorite girls to work with?
0: Hmm. <laughs> God, there's a lot. Uh I don't know if I should answer this. <laughs> I
1: know it's funny because I asked uh, I asked Karma this earlier, and she was like, "I'm going to leave somebody out, and they're going to be so mad at me." <sighs>
0: um, I can do a range, okay. um Spiegler girls across the board, yeah. amazing. Yeah, I, I haven't shot with a bad Spiegler
1: girl, so mm. I'll, I'll put that out there. Mark Spiegler is an agent, by the way. For those of you yeah. who don't, know. Um,
0: I guess I could drop one. She's like out of the industry, so like you know, it's kind mm-hmm. of like um, also Akira. One yeah of my favorites absolutely amazing she's great she's great and uh it was cool because like earlier in my career um because being a male performer in the industry like it's word of mouth mm-hmm. so it's like yeah, if, totally. if, if you're a new guy like no one's going to take a chance on you these uh-uh. girls aren't going to take a chance on you that are big name porn stars because either it's their production or it's their feature like yeah you can't fuck up yeah <laughs> so you know i got enough girls that had vouched for me earlier in my career and then like you know my name had come across asa's desk and she's like, oh damon dice like I've heard good things about you. I'm like, oh, you're awesome. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, Oh God. So, you know, I shot a feature with her for her movie uh, for wicked. Um, absolutely killed the scene um, and the movie and just like reviving out well. So she was shooting very selectively at that point a few years ago mm-hmm. and was only shooting with wicked. So like mm-hmm. I was her guy that year.
2: Oh, that's So like awesome. all her
0: shoots that year, like she picked me. So I was like, fuck, I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was, that was cool. Like, and again, in this industry, it's like, so I've been in for five years now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I would say I really started hitting my stride two and a half,
2: mm-hmm. three
0: years in. And this was like even my first year in, like no field scenes. Like I didn't piss anyone off. Like I was, I was doing my my job right. And I almost quit after my first year because I was still, I was only shooting like in the first six months, maybe like twice a month. Like I was, wow. I was not working. Wow. And I was on a, with an agency with a roster of, you know, very strong guys like Mm -hmm. Sanders and Sess and Michael Vegas. I I love all these guys. They're great performers, but they had been established. So it's like I'm on an, with an agency that has a roster of all the top guys in the business. So I'm like, you know, number 12 on the list. So it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, these guys are getting booked for scenes before me, you Mm -hmm. know, understandably enough. I remember when my agent at the time, you know, she, she had mentioned this. And like at that time I was only shooting like, you know, again, twice a month. She's like oh like Xander's shooting he's booked every day for the next three months I'm like I was like how is this possible like how yeah. how does this happen yeah so I, I didn't get it at that time and now like you know where I'm at now where I could be booked every day for three months out so it's like, yeah just seeing where I was then to where I'm at now it's like no I get it and it's like wow like
1: it takes a while for it, it does
0: take time and a guy like, it's, to
1: get like because yeah it's it's so true I'm the same way like I'm not gonna shoot a new guy yeah I'm not gonna shoot a new guy unless um, I hear great things about him from other directors that I trust mm-hmm. or if a girl requests him, yeah. you know, but otherwise like there's no way like I am only guys that I know because it's if a guy it's a,
0: it's a, it's fails a the scene, yeah. it's
1: costs you so much money.
0: Yeah.
1: and It's awkward. Yeah. You know, and I know that it happens to everybody, but it's just like it's just a chance that like you as a producer don't want to take.
0: Yeah, for sure. So yeah, even, you know, without failing, you know, it just took a time to really get to that level.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so it is a lot of hard work. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's not as the glitz and the glamour of people. Saying, oh, you're a porn star. Yeah. Like, it's, it's awesome. But it's yeah. like, you know, there's a lot of hard work that goes behind it. A lot of, you know, mental strain, like you have to be on top of your shit. Right. And, you know, I learned that easy. Like when I first moved out here, like I was going out partying and doing like the whole Hollywood thing. Mm-hmm. And like, you know like i see now like i was going to set hungover like it was like yeah, i wasn't fully performing but i wasn't failing scenes but i wasn't at my best yeah. that you know I, now mm-hmm. i see that i could be
2: yeah
0: um so back on that uh kind of talking about what works for me what what doesn't work mm-hmm. um drugs and alcohol aren't good for sex in mm-hmm. general so you know i don't suggest doing drugs before or alcohol before sex or mm-hmm. like kind of going and hungover because you're not on top of your shit mm-hmm. um and even with me uh you know with I've even found out within like complete sobriety because there, there are stages where like I'll like just be like going this health kick six months mm-hmm. no drinking no mm-hmm. no nothing like eating clean food mm-hmm. like my body is like performing an optimal performance right so you you know treating your body as a machine uh, you know it really kind of helps out having that mentality and that mindset mm mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and there's guys, the guys that are making in this industry, like they're not fucking around. They're not going out partying, you Mm -hmm. know, AVNs or the award shows here and there, but yeah, that's the
1: one time of year that like everybody gets drunk together. So
0: I I don't know how the dynamic was in the, I feel like it was a little wilder in the eighties and nineties where people were partying on set. Like I I hear the stories like that, that culture was there, but it's definitely not there anymore. It's definitely, you know, just, uh, it's it's work.
1: I think people see it as a a legit business now and a career choice. Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah, definitely.
1: Okay, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back. Over 20 years in the adult industry, and I've seen a lot of naked people. In my line of work, making sure your private parts look their best is absolutely required. An unmanicured man bush is a huge no-no, whether you're getting naked in front of the camera or just in front of your sex partner however the landscape of male genitalia can be tricky to navigate which is why i'm loving this new trimmer manscaped the manscaped lawnmower 2.0 will not only get you cleaned up without nicks or snags but it also comes with an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer my boyfriend just used it and let's just say it was it was lovely this is the perfect gift for your man Or, if you're a man, treat yourself to this revolutionary new electric trimmer. Go to manscaped.com and use my code HOLLY to get 20% off with free shipping. That's manscaped.com, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com and use my code H-O-L-L-Y to get 20% off plus free shipping. You won't regret it. Holly Randall Unfiltered is also brought to you by Blue Chew. So guys, let's talk about your penis. Specifically, your penis maybe not always working the way you would like it to. Listen, I work in the porn industry and I see erectile dysfunction all the time for a myriad of reasons. Your penis can be a pretty temperamental little guy and sometimes he just doesn't feel like working. It's nothing to be ashamed of, but there is something you can do about it. And that something is called Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a chewable with the same active ingredients as in Viagra and Cialis, and it works fast. You can take it on a full or empty stomach, so there's no worry about having to schedule those moments of intimacy. The best part is Blue Chew offers the ability to get your prescription discreetly online. No awkward doctor visits, no waiting in line at the pharmacy my listeners are getting a special deal. Visit bluechew.com and get your first order for free when you use promo code Holly. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W and use the promo code Holly. Chew it and do it. Um, okay, so we're back. So when was the first time – do you remember the first time we shot together? We kind of like touched on this before we started the show. And how did we find you? Because like I said, I don't normally so we, hire new guys. We
0: shot together
1: – It was for Digital Playground. Four years
0: ago. It was for Digital Playground. With
1: Ari Alexander. With
0: Arielle Alexander. Beautiful. Um, amazing scene. Um, <laughs> you didn't actually find me. Your PA had actually
1: – Michelle. Michelle had discovered yeah. me. <laughs> yeah.
0: So – uh, yeah.
1: I think I remember too being like, I don't know this guy. He better not fuck up. This is on you. Yeah. I, I remember uh, she, being,
0: she she re- relayed that to me. She yeah. was like, you know, she doesn't usually shoot new guys. And she verbatim just like, don't fuck up.
1: Yeah. This guy, she, like, better be, be solid or yeah. I'm going to fucking kick your ass. Yeah. And it was funny because it was this, the whole premise was bizarre, but basically, Aria was choosing there was a bunch of like male extras and she had to look at everybody's penis and (laughs) choose the penis that she wanted and it was all like just and nobody was hard they weren't supposed to be so they were just uh, standing around with like these. It was really weird, like these lipsticks. And she was like, "Not this one, not this one." And I felt bad for the guys that she like passed over because even though I know it was in the script, <laughs> I felt like they took it personally a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because now I use them all the time. But one of the guys was Nathan Bronson. Yeah, yeah I remember. At the yeah, time. that's when I first met Nathan too. Yeah, and now like he's he's great, you know. And 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 I use like I said, I use him a lot. But I, I do remember like that time, and I remember feeling bad for them. And it was we were in this like warehouse Warehouse. this prop warehouse so hot it was so fucking hot hot. and I was like oh this is awful and you absolutely killed it and that's when I was like okay this guy can do it because not only like was he able to perform in these like really uncomfortable um, conditions um, but you know like you didn't have any problems so I was like okay Damon's on the list now
0: yeah that was I was nerve like it was nerve wracking at first cause like uh, working with new directors cause mm-hmm. that's always that kind of uh, that yeah. learning curve cause you know, you don't know their style, like how mm-hmm. they are. You could have been a complete bitch and like yeah. would have killed it for me. yeah uh, So I was like, fuck, like, you know, I was just high pressure situation for me. And I, mm-hmm. I remember being super nervous. Um, and then, you know, Michelle on top of that, she's like, don't fuck up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, that's where, you know, having a good scene partner really kind of helps that out. Mm-hmm. Cause Aria, she's a sweetheart. She's a beautiful girl. Like mm-hmm. just, you know, Every like on my checklist everything was checking off so it was yeah. like you know that makes it a lot better so it made the scene go well Um, yeah the scene was absolutely amazing like I, I'd say to this day is probably one of my top five scenes
1: really yeah, yeah it was fucking great scene. it was
0: uh, yeah it was just we didn't stop it was just hot yeah. it was just hot it was hot. so
1: hot yeah. like literally like it was really
0: hot I've watched it I've watched that, like that scene I replayed like, that scene yeah
1: great. it was great Um, and you recently or you you're signing a contract with Balesa right That's very exciting. So tell me how that came about. And tell us a little bit about Balesa. They actually used to sponsor my podcast back in the beginning of my show. So um, maybe tell people what Balesa is about for those who don't know.
0: Yes. So Balesa is a website and a platform. Uh, It's more or less porn created for women by women. Mm. Um, You know, they really explore women's sexuality um, as opposed to if you go to a porn hub. Um, you know, it's mostly targeted towards men. Mm-hmm. So with Balesa, not only do they have kind of women-centered content, um, they have their collective, which is a series of blog writers and posts that kind of talk about different topics, sex, whether mm-hmm. it's sexual health or dating or, you know, talking about lady parts, just, you know, yeah. things that women like talking about, learning about. Because, yeah. you know, a lot of those things are uncomfortable to talk about and it gives them a, a, an arena or a forum to really discuss these different topics about women's sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, So they have that. Uh, They have um, their boutique where they sell sex toys and sex related products. So I I like what they have because they've kind of created a fully encompassing platform for women. And Mm -hmm. um, up until now, there hasn't really been that kind of platform. You know, Mm -hmm. there's been like one offs or studios that shoot, you know, uh, girl, girl porn, lesbian porn, but they haven't really captured uh, that. I feel like that, that feminist movement or like,
1: you know, a platform strictly for women. And uh, Jackie Saint James is doing the directing, right?
0: Yes, Jackie is.
1: So tell me how the scenes that you're shooting for Balesa is different. Like, is it the storylines? Is it the way that the scenes are shot? Like, what's the what's the difference between that and say shooting for? Browsers?
0: So with Belessa, um the scripts are actually wit- written by women, mm-hmm. so they kind of just have that angle with it. Um, and when I shoot when I shoot a scene for Balesa, verbatim, they tell me Jackie tells me she's like have sex like you're having sex at home Mm -hmm. pretend we're not even here
1: Mm
0: -hmm. so that's amazing because
1: you still have to open up though right barely hmm
0: yeah okay so they're not even really focused
1: so they're not really focused on they're not not focused on penetration yeah
0: they you know they're not really focused on that so it's more so the connection that's Mm -hmm. the biggest part is you know they want to see a genuine connection between the performers so Mm -hmm. even with the booking the performers they're not going to put two random people together they're Mm going to make sure that they already have that you know that synergy together that they work well together or they potentially will work well together so mm-hmm. they blessa doesn't do random pairings I like that they'll really make sure and ask both parties you know do you want to work with this person you know what do you think about them so they'll really kind of uh, scout that feel that out before the scene mm-hmm. um, so you know there's a more of a guarantee for chemistry um, they don't, uh, you know, so it's less aggressive. So mm-hmm. there's no like choking, you know, maybe like, like choking, mm-hmm. uh, no slapping, no spitting, no name calling. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, you know, it's getting away from that derogatory uh, kind of model mm-hmm. um, because a lot of the porn that we see and consume uh, on the mainstream outlets, it's, you know, incestual or it's, you know, uh, your neighbor or just. Things that aren't more, aren't realistic. Right. Like the teacher having sex with a student. Like it's yeah. just kind of taboo th- subjects and themes that just aren't real.
1: That are male fantasies. They're male fantasies. More than women's. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and a lot of them, you know, it's, it's aggressive towards women. You mm-hmm. know, the, you know, some, some, no, don't get me wrong. Some women like to get choked and slapped. Yep. like you know that's that's their thing. <laughs> that's it. That's their thing. Like I'm I'm cool with it. Like if the girls, if my you know if the girl I'm working with is cool with that, like, yeah, I'm cool with it. Like me naturally, like I'm more of lovey dovey, like making out, like mm-hmm. more sensual. But you know we can turn things up if we want to.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so with Belessa, it's you know no not nothing aggressive, no fake orgasms. You're like they make you know they're like don't fake an orgasm. Mm-hmm. So I've actually Jackie gives me shit, but I'm gonna I'm gonna call her out. Because there are scenes I shoot with girls and the girls are legitimately having an orgasm. They're getting loud. And Jackie's yeah. like, she's like, stop. Like, real, like, like, stop. like, like there's like, she's like trying to quiet. I'm like, Jackie, she's having a real fucking orgasm. Yeah. I'm like, stop, like, stop saying she's not. Like, yeah. This is really happening right now.
1: I guess. Well, but it's like, it's, like everyone it's, has a different orgasm yeah, and some girls is more loud. Some girls you. are really loud. Yeah. And I can see how that w- can feel. Inauthentic, I think because we hear that loud orgasm all the time in like, yeah. you know, regular fake orgasm porn. And exactly. so like we associate that automatically with a fake orgasm, but that's not necessarily true.
0: Yeah. So that's, I guess, the only time we butt heads on set yeah. is like if the girl's actually enjoying it and she's yeah. like,
1: what? stop enjoying it.
0: I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "Come on. <laughs> um, also... So the fake orgasm part. Um
1: and then the storylines are a little more realistic. Storyline,
0: more realistic. It's mm-hmm. more like boyfriend, girlfriend. Like mm-hmm. it just kind of shows those kind of like moments. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of like, you know, pauses within dialogue and just catching like people's eyes and just more so like I guess uh you know, you get that feeling, get that mm-hmm. emotional connection. Mm-hmm. Um the orgasm or like you know, the cum shots, not there's no facials. No. <laughs> no facials. Where do they go? Uh,
1: Where else could the cum possibly the cum go if can, it doesn't go on our face, so Damon? Gener- come on. Generally, if people are having
0: <laughs> sex and they're not using a condom, I suggest to use out there use condoms. If you're not tested every 14 days, we'll get into that in a second.
1: <laughs> this is a very specific kind of condom here that yes, you can use. Is.
0: So, um, you know, generally people pull it out and come on the stomach or okay. right there, you know, on the butt. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no like, you know, face shot.
2: Like,
1: okay.
0: Like yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I mean. I've probably done that once in my real life. Like, come on a girl's face.
1: I'm actually maybe like,
0: one time. I think it's maybe happened once. Yeah,
1: I'm like down with it, but only like if we're not going somewhere. But then it's kind of a pain because then I have to wash my face. And you and might get in your I, eye, and you like that's get uncomfortable. My eye and yeah, I have like, to like or take a shower cool. and like wash my hair. And if it's right before bed, I don't want to get my hair wet because then I got to go to bed with wet yeah. hair. It's kind of like yeah, it's like, more like, of like a drag than anything else.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I mean. I'll maybe I'll one day find the girls like oh, call my face, but yeah. like it's just not practical, right? Um, so you know they try to get get a you know kind of create content that's more practical, realistic,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and even on, on the real side of things, um, you know again everyone's bodies, you know what they want to do, is their preference, mm-hmm. uh, but Balesa tends to shoot more of uh, women that have natural looks, mm-hmm. um, haven't augmented themselves mm-hmm. uh, with their faces or you know fake boobs here and there, but like it's you know they want to show that natural look. They don't want to show the Barbie look, which mm-hmm. is honestly They want to
1: represent not, like represent represent more of more the like everyday everyday
0: woman, woman everyday woman girl yeah. next door like not this porn star look. Right. Um and you know a lot of the the tube sites and you know the bigger companies have really perpetuated that. Mm-hmm. And you know and it, it it's not good for society. Mm-hmm. You know, people seeing like girls with all these, you know, younger girls more impressionable, you know, they mm-hmm. again we talked about earlier like younger people that consume porn like they're seeing this so Mm -hmm. like oh like maybe for guys that like me i need to you know get my lips done or dye my hair blonde and get extensions Mm -hmm. and get big fake tits and it's Mm -hmm. just like it's not healthy um you know to kind of show that perception Mm -hmm. because you know people will you know take in the things they you know that they see Mm -hmm. and even the sex like you know a lot of the sex that goes on the tube sites it's not realistic Mm -hmm. uh it's you know hardcore rough but like you're not having sex like that. We're having sex like that because we're performing we're performing, right. and, you know, we have the abilities to kind of have sex at that, right. at that level. Um, so yeah, it just really kind of, you know, it's really uh, just making sex more real. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I like it. Um, genuine person. So I like more genuine connection, more genuine sex uh, with my, my scene partner. And it, it comes out, you know, it comes out well. So it's, that's more my speed. Mm-hmm. um you know i can still turn it up and shoot a browser scene where it's like yeah crazy and i'm dripping sweat and like the girl's makeup smeared and mm-hmm. you know, all that shit but um i'm getting to a point now like i'm you know getting older i'm just kind of getting away from that side of things mm-hmm. uh, getting a- away from you know the more aggressive stuff and just more you know more of the romantic.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a place for everything, for all different kinds of porn, and, and, and there's enough porn on the internet that you can always find what you like, but it's nice that, you know, people like Balesa are catering to a different kind of audience and giving people an option for different kinds of porn because, you know, now is finally the time where more and more women are watching porn and being open to watching porn and talking about watching porn because it's been, like, such a taboo thing for women exactly. for so long, but you know, a lot of women have had a hard time finding the kind of porn that they want to see online because our industry has been so hyper-focused on like just producing content for men because those are our biggest consumers, like, you know, ignoring the idea that, and and not even necessarily just women, like I know a lot of guys who like porn that's for women because they also like the idea of seeing like an intimate connection and, And I know a lot of girls who like porn that's for men because mm-hmm. it's rough, you know, so like
0: everyone's different. So I can't generalize yeah. like it's porn for women because, you know, I'll <clears> say like I can't generalize that yeah. everyone's different on their taste. Right. But again, it's kind of more geared towards a women demographic. Right. Um, and even like, you know, the porn that I would watch before I got into porn was kind of the Balesa speed, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of, you know, more romantic stuff. I'm um, just yeah. what I'm into. Oh,
1: um,
0: so, um, where was I going with that?
1: Um, so yeah, it's uh I feel like cool. you covered everything.
0: Oh, so with Belessa, kind of an interesting statistic that mm. kind of goes with that. Um so on Pornhub this past year,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh the top search term, top increased percentage search term was romance.
1: Yeah, I noticed that because Pornhub sends me like a list of like the top one hundred searches. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw that up there. The
0: highest percentage trending term, it was like 112%, something like that, was romance. So that kind of shows, you know, the shift of, mm-hmm. you know, consumers going in that direction.
1: And and it's interesting too, because it wasn't until people like actively went out and Um, shot that stuff because I think like a a big problem with the adult industry is that a lot of times people just look at what sells and that they just continue Mm -hmm. to produce more and more of that as opposed to thinking like there might be an untapped market here that we're not seeing like a huge percentage of sales in that area because no one's producing that kind of content exactly so So let's like try to make that and then when that it's like if you build it they will come exactly so (laughs)
0: that's the kind of direction uh, you know Balesa and like Mile High Mm -hmm. they're you know Kind of really on the forefront of that, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know it's it is going to get more of a mainstream kind of you know exposure with you know within the adult industry. Yeah, Um, and even with Balesa, if you go to if you go to Google and you type in porn for women, Balesa is the first thing that pops up. Yeah, so you know it's they're kind of you know with SEO and searching, you know at least they pop up first with that. Um, I believe they're at over uh, 7 million unique visitors a day. That's awesome. Um, and 80% of those users are females. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, for a, a porn site, you know, it's usually the opposite. Yeah. It's usually 80, 20 men to women. Right. So, you know, real, them really kind of establishing that. And, you know, why this conversation even started or why, you know, entertaining me as a contract performer is because I was a top search performer on their site. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Okay. Go naked, cool. like, yeah. Like, someone's <laughs> finally like like watching.
1: I'm the star. <laughs> <I know. laughs>
0: like low key, like you go straight. But I was like, all right, like the people are like paying attention. It's cool because like again, like yeah, so used to being second fiddle to the right. girls, right? Um, so it's you know it, it is good to have a little recognition, yeah. Um, so it's you know it's it's cool. That's so awesome. Open up some doors. So,
1: so um, tell us a little bit about uh. Your condom company yes. that you started.
0: Okay, so I told you guys earlier I have an entrepreneurial background. Um, over the past few years that I've even been in the adult industry, I've still been involved with entrepreneurial endeavors with tech companies I've been involved with on the East Coast. Um, I actually started a Snapchat company a couple of years ago where we'd make custom Snapchat filters. Um, so I made filters for a lot of the girls in the adult industry, helped them with marketing. Um, so over the past few years, I've been involved with businesses uh, inside and outside of the adult industry. Um, so A year, a year and a half ago, uh, one of my buddies from college um, had come to me and he was like, I want to start a condom company. I laughed at him. I was like, (laughs) condom? Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't use them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was like, why the fuck are you going to start a condom company? Like, that makes zero sense. I understand why you come to me because I'm in the adult industry. Maybe I can help push it through my channels. Um, So he's like, I want to start a condom company. I was like, Why? He's like, do you know Dollar Shave Club? I'm like, okay, I know Dollar Shave Club. For you, those of you that don't know, Dollar Shave Club is a direct to consumer uh, delivery model, which people can uh, get subscription razors. So you get your razor, high quality razor, get a subscription. So they send you a new razor every month with uh, the creams, whatever. So, Dollar Shave Club, a direct to consumer model, um, creative marketing, you know, great brand, clean, but very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, that company sold to Unilever two years ago for a billion dollars. So that's where he had the idea. It's like, all right, if Unilever or if you know Dollar Shave Club could create that business model with something as simple as a razor and sell it for a billion dollars, why can't we do it with the condom?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm like, all right. And if you really think about it, um, it's a big thing is market disruption. Um, there hasn't really been anyone that's come into the condom industry um, that's really disrupted anything. It's been Durex, Lifestyle Lifestyles, and Trojan. Those are the big three. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like to call them your grandfather's condoms. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's just like they've been around for so long. They're just, uh, you know, they're just old and archaic and like people just like doesn't really resonate with now. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's like, you know, let's do the Dollar Shave Club model with condoms. Um, And even, you know, adding to that, buying condoms is a fucking awkward experience. Even me as a porn star. When I go into a store to buy, like I feel weird. Like, yeah. You know, like half time it's you know in a secure case in like a pharmacy, so you have to have someone come unlock the case. Oh,
1: really? Like they do with razors? Yeah. Oh yeah. So God. it's in a lock case. I haven't bought condoms in a long
2: time. Yeah.
0: So it's either in a lock case or you know you're at a gas station. And it's behind the you know, yeah. the cashier. Like oh, I want that. No, not the ma- the little ones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you have any ones for like a really small yeah. case? For, a for a friend? For a
0: friend. So it's like oh man. So you know just. That solution to a problem, mm-hmm. uh, you know doing a, a discrete delivery method, um, you can do a subscription you can buy one time. Um, so a year and a half ago we raised a half million dollars uh, created this brand called PS condoms
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, it's a, it's a journey creating a company uh, again I've started a couple. I know like how tough it is. this one's been a doozy. Um, even before we'd been working on it for over a year before we even launched it so it's like you know you're working on it you know it's, it's yeah. awesome like and building a brand it's so much more in depth than anyone would ever think like right. we, we spent close to $100,000 with this big branding agency in New York mm-hmm. interviewed we interviewed thousands of people you know figured out our exact demographics like you know is it too masculine is it too feminine like what colors work with certain people how do we market online uh, the, the brand pillars like what do we stand for what's our message mm-hmm. and you know we had List of hundreds of names, and we're like, oh, like, it took us forever to name the name the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we finally came to PS. Um, so the meaning of PS is, if you're writing a letter to someone, and at the end of the letter you want to write a PS, a little mm-hmm. personal touch. It's mm-hmm. you know that little extra, you know, by the way.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So you know that kind of really emulated our brand and who we were because it's you know it's discreet mm-hmm. and it's kind of personal. You know, we wanted to kind of make condoms more approachable, more kind of, you know, like make them cool. And that's mm-hmm. what we say a lot. We're making condoms cool again. So PS stands for PS. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's simple. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's really, you know, it's uh with our product, um, because at the end of the day, a condom's a condom. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Um so we made sure we sourced the best latex uh, that we could. Um so we source our our condoms from Asia. Uh for those of you that don't know this you learn something new every day. I learned this. Uh, condoms actually come from latex latex mm-hmm. comes from a tree so it learned the process of how the latex is harvested and how the condoms are made and it's, it's a really cool process yeah um so you know learn about that process uh, our condoms are vegan so obviously like no animals are hurt or right. <laughs> <are> tested <laughs> we're tested on the animals
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds weird. Um, but
0: yeah they call them vegan condoms because a lot of uh, condoms they have this uh like they use a protein to help mm-hmm. with the strength of the condom. Right. So ours doesn't okay. use that. Um, they're very clear. Um, you know, I you. Yeah, we you, used them in the Wicked movie. Used them in a Wicked movie. Uh, yeah,
1: Stranger Than Fiction. Stranger Than Fiction. Out. Holly
0: actually yelled at me. She's like, Damon, where's your condom at? <laughs> I had it on. And You couldn't see it. Oh yeah. You're like, because you thought we were having sex without out a condom. I because
1: like, yeah, put it on. Yeah,
0: you're like, you're like, where's your condom <gasps> oh, on? I'm like,
1: kill me. I was
0: like. It's ah, That's awesome. You couldn't see it.
1: <laughs> I'm also blind.
0: I'm just <laughs> so, um, the condoms are super clear, super thin. Um, and, and then you it,
1: also have lubes going with it. Yes.
0: So, I, yep. So, and this is hemp oil. Hemp oil. So, it's CBD. Okay.
1: okay so, mm-hmm. CBD. So, ooh, mint. And they're flavored. Yes. Do they taste delicious? They taste amazing. Orange. Should so, I, those are t- I t- taste th- those it? are. Yeah,
0: those are tinted. I feel t- like, t- like
1: I'm doing an infomercial. Yeah, yeah, do
0: it. Yeah, for sure.
1: Oh, wait. Then I have to open it. I don't want to open it. No, go it. for it. I feel like I should, like, give these away or something. Like, you know what I mean? Do you have anxiety?
0: Um, Do you get anxious? Who doesn't? Okay, so it's good for anxiety. Uh, it's good for helping you sleep at night. So if you've got a million things on your mind, it helps kind of calm and center you.
1: So wait, are you saying that I could actually just put this in my mouth and not necessarily, like, on a penis? That, no, this isn't This mouth? isn't our loop. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. these are tinctures. So this goes on your tongue. It's sublime. Oh,
1: that's interesting. So yeah. No. How did you associate? So, I thought this was lube.
0: No, these are tinctures. Oh, um, I have the lube in my bag. Oh, um, all right. So kind of segue. So we started the condom company um, at the end of the day, a condom's a condom. So I was mm-hmm. thinking like, how can we differentiate a condom? Yeah, obviously they're, you know, there's no rubbery smell. They're thin, they're vegan, mm-hmm. like all the, the buzzwords. Right. Direct to consumer discreet. Cool. But it's still a fucking condom. Yeah. So in the past I'd used the C B D lube before. Uh-huh. And absolutely loved it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the girls I'd use it on, they loved it even more because the lube, uh, you know, if you put it on the parts down there, mm-hmm. uh, the vagina has mucous membrane, so it goes directly to the bloodstream through that area. Right. If I put it on my, my penis, like it's I'm not getting the same effect. Mm-hmm. So uh, the C B D is a lubricant, it's antibacterial, it's antiviral. It eases swelling and inflammation, increases blood flow and sensation. Mm-hmm. So these are all things that you want to you know have during sex. They're all good things, right? Um, so we're like, all right, let's create a, a CBD lubricant to go with our condom. So we kind of started researching CBD, how to get into the you know get into the business, and we created Can Be Done. Um, Can Be Done. Uh, I actually named it that. Um, because with CBD, uh, it's a it's newer newer thing. People are just learning about, and there's a lot of things that can be done with it. You know, mm-hmm. it can help you with stress, help you with anxiety, can help you with you know sexual health. It can mm-hmm. help with sleep. It help with PTSD. Helps with pain and inflammation. Um, coming from an athletic background, you know, I I was using CBD to help me with like aches and pains that I had from chronic injuries. Um, two of my co-founders are actually U.S. Marine Corps veterans, mm. and uh, one of them, you know, he. Claims it saved his life because he was in uh, Iraq and you know dealt with some things out there and coming back and adjusting to civilian life was tough. Yeah. Um. You know, depression, PTSD, like you know, the whole gambit of things. Um. So he credits CBD to helping save his life. Um. You know, because it kind of helped center him. It kind of, you know, got him off the opiates. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these mar- uh, marines and veterans, you know, they're coming back all fucked up and yeah. they're putting them on pills and just all these psyche medicines and yeah. You know, because marijuana's in certain states or areas, or for certain veterans groups, illegal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, CBD was something that he was able to use to really help him out, and you know, that's why I love what we do. Um, you know, even though we started a condom company, we branched off and created the CBD company. Um, you know, we work with veterans groups. Uh, you know, help them out, deal with their issues, PTSD, and you know, there's obviously an opioid ec- epidemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this is really taking a bite into that um, now with CBD being legal in all 50 states. You know, it's really helping people out. So, yeah. you know, that's that's why I do what I do. Why I'm really pushing this because the people that we do help out, you know, in all walks of life. You know, adult performers. It's you know, help them with anxiety for pre shoot. It's helped them for pain management after shoots. Got pro athletes using it for after football games. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandma uses it. Um, she's actually our top salesperson right now. It's crazy. It's <laughs> awesome. Grandma, she takes. She's she's actually uh, putting together a wear party right now. It's going to be sponsored by Can Be Done. So oh, it's like so it's super funny. cool. I get to work with my family, my friends, like all my friends from back home. Like, oh, how can I sell it? And,
2: yeah.
0: You know, every day I'm getting a different story on you know how it's helping people and how it's changed their quality of life. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that's what I get the real you know pleasure. And you know that's why I'm, we're driven to do this, myself and my business partners. Right. So yeah, it's uh you know. Um, and with, with the condoms, um, incorporating a CBD lubricant, you know, it's something that hasn't been done yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, my position within the adult industry, uh, you know, I have a whole army of people that want to support this product because it's relevant to their industry. Right. So, you know, we are the pro athletes of sex. So I kind of look at us as, you know, the people that can endorse a product and That's endorse true. sexual health. Yeah. So a lot of things, initiatives we're doing now is, uh, we're doing a lot of, uh, educational because that's what we want to do is because cbd is new to the space Mm -hmm. um you know it's in its infancy yeah uh you know relatively so really just educating people um you know and especially with my involvement with the adult industry i can kind of angle that talk into sexual health um because there are a lot of ways that cbd can help with people's sexual health um and you know just activity um you know the the lubricant is itself more or less medical grade lubricant so it'd be an antibacterial antiviral You know, it helps balance your pH. It helps kill germs, bacteria down there. Um, Women actually use it. um, They have CBD suppositories. So if you have cramps from periods and abdominal pain, you put a CBD tampon up there, it gets rid of the pain for a lot of people.
2: Wow. So,
0: you know, just down there, and especially like girls in this industry, you know, they're having sex. A lot. A lot of sex. They get
1: swollen. They get swollen. They get sore. Yep.
0: So swelling, inflammation, pain. So they'll take the tinctures, you know, Helps recover like literally cuts the recovery time in half. And a lot of times, these girls are actually able to you know work because they're taking the CBD. Yeah. And then on top of that, you can put a topical on on the actual area and it helps out. So yeah, so you get like a double whammy. Um, so it's actually you know increased productivity within you know the workforce and the adult industry. So Mm -hmm. a lot of these performers, male and female, are really getting behind the CBD because it's you know helping their quality of life uh, just in general and also with their sexual health and performance.
1: It's really cool that you've been able to take your, you went from entrepreneur to like porn star star to to like back to entrepreneur. So like you were able to like marry the two things in in this brand. So that's really cool. And
0: that's why, you know, it's, I I enjoy it because like I'm able to take my passion for entrepreneurship and Mm -hmm. helping people and, you know, use my outlets within the adult industry and, you know, the the people that I know in this industry to really help, you know, uh, perpetuate and, you know, show that message.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. So where can people go to buy these condoms?
0: Okay, so you can go to our Instagram to check out our products. Um, the first one is can be done. Um, so it's at can be done underscore cbd. And our condom on Instagram is p.s.goodtimes. And uh website for can be done is ww.canbedone.com. And the website for PS Condoms is psgoodtimes.com.
1: Cool. And so these, the tinctures don't come with like the, the delivery of the condoms as a separate thing?
0: So right now with the condoms, we just have the regular latex condoms. Right. Uh, we actually I'll pull, it pull it out.
1: Pull it out, Damon. It out. Pull it out, naked Damon. You've had clothes on for way too long. Yeah. I'm feeling. Very uncomfortable over here. This is super weird.
0: I've got a couple of loose condoms. If you want to check it out, we can do an un- unboxing
2: right here.
1: <laughs> Open it. Okay. Yeah. I haven't, like, touched it like, a really <laughs> long like time. what's this? How does this
2: work?
0: So you see, like, a lot of condoms, they have, like, a milky. Yeah. Like, they're kind of just oh, not clean. So this clear. is very clear. Um, you know, very minimal rubber smell thinner than a human hair. I
1: give it a big thumbs up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, and then here's our, here's our, here's our lube. It's, it's in the sample ball. So this is straight out of the lab. Okay. So this is, um, so it's a CBD lube. Mm-hmm. Um, its base is coconut oil.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, this one actually can't be used with the condoms. So okay. don't use this. We're going to have a water-based and a coconut base. Okay. Um, oil-based coconut, you can't use the condoms because it degrades the rubber. So just Yes,
1: this is true. But okay. you
0: guys know, don't use oil-based lubes with condoms.
1: And I actually learned that from Latex Clothing. Because I used to shoot a lot of fetish. Mm -hmm. So I used to shoot a lot of girls in latex. And if you put baby oil on a girl and then put latex on them, it will fucking destroy the latex. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to be super careful with latex and what it touches. So I actually, I learned that literally from the fetish wardrobe. So
0: this is the pride and joy. Like this is why we even started the CBD company was to create the lube. Um, So this is a CBD lubricant. I can't tell you the ingredients in it just because it's,
2: Okay. proprietary but okay.
0: take a smell put it in your fingers get a good feel of it oh my
1: god that smells really yummy
0: so it smells good it does um, smell good it smells like good.
1: jasmine ja- mm. there's some jasmine in there mm, smells yummy
0: and it's it's uh, you know not only can be used as lubricant you can Rub it, rub oh it on down there.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, know, leave you uh, right we now. just got
1: some tissues brought to us yeah. because I was like, I have them all over. now. My nose is itchy. Sorry. It had nothing to do with the C B D, by the way.
0: So yeah, it's just uh, you know, just introducing something new to the market and you know, from what we've already seen, there there aren't a lot of medical study there are some medical studies, mm-hmm. um, but anecdotal evidence and use cases, you know, the bunch of porn stars I've been getting out to and they've been using it. Uh, I, I sent a, a bottle out to – actually, I sent a bottle of lube to all the male talents, all the top male talents, and a box of condoms. Oh,
2: that's cool. So I got
0: them, like, as the guinea pigs. And yeah. And they're like, how can I order the lube? Like, they love it.
2: Oh, awesome. Because
0: the, the girls that they've been using it on, you know, they feel less pain during sex. Mm-hmm. Um, they – you know, it gives them kind of a euphoric feeling.
1: Yeah. That's
0: great. So it, it's uh, – you know, it kind of just adds a little twist to it. Um, and a lot, and right now, what I'm seeing is there's a lot of uh, – trend in the industry um, people are really starting to talk about (laughs) people are really starting to talk about you know cannabis and and sex together yeah um, because uh, they're both kind of I I call them fringe industries that's
1: exactly what I was just going to say yeah So
0: like Weed and cannabis is kind of like... But
1: they're also like two things that like people really exact, consume a lot of, exactly. but they've never been in the mainstream. Exactly. So like it makes sense that they would like be coming together. So
0: yeah, yeah. We, we took two fringe industries that, you know, had like obviously a foothold in the adult industry and mm-hmm. got involved with cannabis and kind of put them together.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so like a lot of people, I just got interviewed with Playboy uh, last week and mm-hmm. they did a big piece on cannabis and sex and I've probably done like five interviews just about weed and sex. Yeah. So it's like something that people are starting to really learn about and want to know more about and it's uh you know, taking two industries that are like, oh, like should we talk about this? Mm-hmm. Or you know, yeah. it's becoming more like accepted and people are more open to talk about it. So, you know, I, I see myself as a evangelist to kind of, you know, get that conversation started, get people talking about safe sex, um, you know, get people talking about cannabis use and C B D use because it has so many health benefits and mm-hmm. you know, doping people up with opioids and pills is just fucking terrible. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's Saving people's lives and helping people out, so you know that's what we're doing it for.
1: Awesome, I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Damon. It was so good to see you. Thanks
0: for having me. It's great seeing you um, too.
1: Can you tell everybody your Instagram and um, Twitter handles, since they are not Damon?
0: Yes, and if you do want to go see, see Damon Dice's material, go to dot Co. Um, I've shot a few scenes with.
1: Just <laughs> you, just throwing fucking condoms at me, Mister. <laughs> That's not going to get you anywhere.
0: I've shot a few scenes for Miss Holly for yes. what? Um, Wicked, Wicked. A lot of Naughty
1: America. Because I don't shoot. Twisties,
0: the, Naughty America.
1: I don't it. know if I've ever shot you. So Twisties is now, well, they did do Boy Girl before. Yeah, we did the Twisties Treat. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy, they've they've that. gone back to strictly lesbian now. Oh. So I, you will not be on Twisties Treat. Twisties oh. anytime soon, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. But yeah, um, Naughty America and Wicked, those are the only two companies that I shoot Boy Girl for. So,
0: so if we do a, a Wicked Shoot,
1: yeah. we'll use those. Yeah, definitely. I'm uh, actually going to write my next movie for them. So Let me know. I will. Awesome.
0: Okay, so you guys, if you want to find me, um, find Spencer at Spencer Michael Barrick. At, oh, well, yeah, Spencer Michael Barrick. Mm-hmm. And uh, for Twitter, it's Spencer M. Barrick.
1: Awesome. And then you guys, as always, can find me at Holly Randall on Instagram and on Twitter. And if you want to support this podcast, go to patreon.com slash Holly Randall unfiltered. And if you want to see Damon wearing one of these condoms. In a scene, you can go check out my new movie from Wicked Pictures, Stranger Than Fiction, where he plays the male lead. And actually, we do this great, like, little product placement shot of him actually putting the condom on, so great. you could actually see like <laughs> the condom, and that's the condom in the scene. I appreciate so, that. yeah, yeah. yeah no I, I think we're
0: like breaking boundaries because that, yeah. that hasn't really happened mm-hmm. in our industry.
1: We uh, usually try to hide the condom. Yeah, in the people condom are trying placement. to hide. It. It's like yeah.
0: I've shot scenes in the past where it's like trying yeah. not to the show like it getting put on and it's like, yeah. you know, like secret
1: Like, well one of the questions that we ask when we shoot condom scenes and this is new to me because shooting condom scenes is new to me because shooting for Wicked is new to me where um we'll be like do we magic the condom on or do we show putting it on And so magicing the condom on is like literally what, like, what do they say ta-da what? like the condom's on the dick what's
0: their preference
1: it, nobody they, it's them. it's honestly it's whatever i want yeah. and i don't know what i want so i'm so like I, I don't know yeah so I,
0: I think you know just on the sake of education and yeah. like people watching porn and being more real mm-hmm. like yeah you're gonna open up a condom fumble around a little bit like you know it's not yeah you know and just be able to show that stuff showing that you know it's it's real you know you, yeah. act, you do have to put on the condom if you're going to use it and like yeah. you know It
1: depends on it. Yeah, it depends on what you're going for. I suppose you could. It would actually be really funny though. At some point, if I did some like long slow motion shot of like the guy putting the condom on and put like music on and like backlit it, it like dude, it's like that would actually be kind of hilarious. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's the the next one. (laughs) All right, guys, thank you so much for listening or watching. If you're watching this on YouTube, and um, we'll see you next week. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. If you like my podcast, please make sure to give me a five star rating and review on iTunes. It helps me a lot. If you're not listening to me on the iTunes platform, then you can support me in so many other ways. Um, first of all, obviously I would love it if you would join my Patreon that's patreon.com slash Holly Randall unfiltered, where not only will all of the donations that I get go towards making this podcast better, but also I offer really, really cool perks in exchange for your support. Um, Don't forget that I have a new podcast called My L.A. Porn Job that I am doing with my assistant Eva, and it is fucking hilarious, and it is available only on my Patreon for only $5 a month, so that's pretty, pretty cheap, and I promise we will make you laugh and we'll give you even more insight into this fascinating business that I work in. You can also join my Facebook group, go to facebook.com slash groups slash Holly unfiltered to get access to other exclusive news about the podcast, as well as just join our community. Don't forget too, that I videotape all of my podcast interviews and you can access all of those at my YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash C slash Holly Randall unfiltered. You can also email us. Holly Randall Unfiltered at gmail.com. Or if you want to leave a voicemail to maybe ask a question for one of my upcoming guests, or just leave a comment or tell us a crazy story or anything that you want to say, you can call us at 424 216 6967. So please send us an email, leave us a Facebook message, leave us a Patreon message, um, leave us a voicemail and we will maybe get back to you on the show. Um, especially the new podcast that I'm doing with Eva, my LA porn job will definitely be uh, responding to some of your messages. And overall, we just want to hear back from you guys. Want to know how we're doing, what you love about the show, what you hate about the show, who you want to listen to, all of that feedback is super valuable to help me make this show the best that it can be. One last piece of news. I plan on going to the 2020 AVN convention in Las Vegas, and I'm going to bring you this podcast live from the show floor. So that's another reason why I need your financial support, because that's going to be a very expensive trip for me. And, um, I'm definitely not making the kind of income from the show yet to cover it, which is fine, but I hope to eventually get there one day. And with your help, I hopefully will. So thank you all so much for listening. Thank you guys for supporting. I appreciate you so much. And, um, I'm still like kind of flabbergasted that this show has done as well as it has. And I'm just super grateful for all of you. Next week, I am so excited to have somebody on the podcast who a lot of you guys have been asking for. And she's somebody that I shot way back when she first started. And she's just a fucking great girl. I am talking about, of course, Monique Alexander. So make sure that you come back next week from Monique Alexander on Holly Randall Unfiltered.